Bethany on this third Sunday in Advent. I'm John Leary, a member of the community, and we are so glad you decided to worship with us today. Welcome if you are hopeful or weary or maybe a little bit of each, certain or doubtful or a little bit of each, fearful or peaceful or a little bit of each, black or brown or white or a little bit of each, straight or queer or a little bit of each, quietly waiting in the dark of winter, restlessly searching for the light or a little bit of each, we welcome you all. This is a place to remember, I am a child of God, holy and beloved. Please say that again with me. I am a child of God holy and, and beloved. We come just as we are to this season of holy waiting. All are welcome. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Let us worship together. stars that light the sky are not so bright or near so high as that which God intends to do a promise rising bright and new the grains of sand that line the shore match not what God has yet in store. A world the word will 
come to men with love and life that has no end. How many thousand years must pass with hopes that fade like summer grass before we reach the age of peace when hate and rage at last will cease how long oh god will you forget how long must we Except not yet, but still you promise peace on earth and guide that coming age to birth. With Abraham and Sarah dream, see all that God will soon redeem. Seek life not bound for empty death, but filled by God's life-giving breath. With Mary wait, expect and pray, with Joseph watch to greet the day, when sin's deep night is dead and gone, and longed for peace at last will dawn. When sin's deep night is dead and gone, and longed for peace at last will dawn. mean that each and every person is a child of God. 
our task is to honor the image of God in ourselves and each other. In the Christian tradition, when we confess our sin, we are simply looking honestly at what gets in the way of honoring that sacred identity in ourselves and others. And therefore, what gets in our way as we seek to know the love of God, that is being born in us all the time. I invite you now to listen as I offer this prayer of confession and forgiveness for all of us. Before God, with the people of God, we confess our brokenness to the ways we wound our lives, the lives of others, and the life of the world. Together, we remember and live this deep assurance of our faith that God forgives us, Christ renews us, and the Spirit enables us to grow in love. And now, as a community of friends gathering in the Spirit to nourish our faith together and give witness to the always present love of God, I offer you the peace of Christ. Please greet one another with the peace and love that God's gift to each is this day. Take a moment to write your blessings in the comment section and to check in which in with community. Oh 
is humbly laid in the hay. A candle is burning, a candle of joy, a candle to expected child. Joy at the presence of God with us. We, we are a people of joy. We light the candle of joy because of God's love that made us, surrounds us, and is made known to the world in Jesus. Joy to the world. We, we are a people of joy. We are a people of joy. Hi, Bethany. Happy Sunday. Today our word is joy. Joy. Joy is another way of saying happy. Can you say joy? Yeah. Things that bring you joy is things that come. Happiness that's deep, deep in your heart. It's not happiness that just goes by and then all of a sudden you're sad. It's joy that brings you deep happiness, like when a baby is born. And that's why we're focusing on the story, A Child is Born Today by Margaret Weiss Brown. And you might recognize that name. She's written some famous books like Good Night Moon and Runaway Bunny. So this book's no longer in print. So I'm gonna be reading the words that I printed and our awesome office administrator is going to put the pictures up so y'all can see because illustrations honestly are the best part of this book. So I hope you enjoy this reading of A Child is Born by Margaret Weiss Brown. Oh come country shepherds, oh follow the light and welcome the baby this blessed night. Come wise men to worship, oh come to the barn, the sweetest of babies is here, safe and warm. O oh, come, wild birds, descend, gentle dove, and angels from heaven to give him your love. Come, little sheep, O oh, look and see, the baby is smiling on his mother's knee. Come in joy, come in peace, oh, come right away, a child is born on this Christmas day. So if you'd like to hear that story again, there's a lovely retelling on um, YouTube. You can look it up. A Child is Born by Margaret Weiss Brown. And you can also talk to your parents about what it means to be joyful. What brings you joy? What can bring you joy right now during this crazy quarantine? And focus on, uh, on being joyful in your heart and remembering that God loves you. And I can't wait to see you again next week, y'all. I'll talk to you later. Happy Sunday. Bye. Listen to the word which God has spoken. Listen to the one who 
Listen to the one who is close at hand. Listen to the voice behind creation. Listen even if you don't understand. Hello, Bethany Presbyterian Church. It's so good to be with you on this Advent Sunday. I was your pastor for 15 years. I've been retired for 20 years. Time flies. I'm sitting in my living room looking out across the street at a small city park with leaves on the ground. And next door is a house with a very large sign that says Black Lives Matter. I'll be reading from two texts from the Old Testament, the first is from Psalm 126. When the Lord or God restored the fortunes of Zion or brought back those who returned to Zion, they were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. And it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. And the Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Yahweh, like the watercourses the, to the south. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seeds for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. And then from Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 4. This is also known as the mission statement of Jesus. The Spirit of, of God is upon me because Yahweh has anointed me, has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind, bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the jubilee year, the, the year of God's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display God's glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. The title of my sermon is not one that I created myself, as I will explain later. It's called Bet on Black. So I'm not sure about this joy in Advent. I don't have a lot of joy these days, if I'm honest. I don't see a lot of joy being in the midst of a pandemic. When half of the votes of those who voted in the most recent presidential election, in my mind, voted for white supremacy. When half of those who voted blame refugees, people with dark skin, people who are Muslims, children in cages on the border for, quote, our problems. 
who openly, as one person has stated, become brain bullies and mean people proud of indifference to the suffering of others. That doesn't bring me joy. I'm not seeing it. Advent has become a struggle for me. And yet, and yet the psalmist and the, and the writer of Isaiah do find joy and hope in even worse circumstances than I have just described. Psalmist says, those who go out sowing in tears, those who are crying, those who are weeping, to go, to taking their seed into the fields, return with joy, filled with full harvest. Yah restores justice. So where is this? Where is this happening today? Where is Yah's hope and joy and resilience and courage today? most likely in places that I have seldom looked, in people that I know too little about from within my white silo that I spent most of my years. Turn to black and brown voices. Turn to black and brown voices for perspective of advent, hope, and joy. What is that black and brown experience? every day in the life, in their lives of white supremacy. I have a reading from a woman who is black from um, medium.com that I read almost daily. The title is, this is what I, do, I would do if I had white privilege for a day. Rebecca Stevens writes, I would wake up first thing in the morning and take a long jog. I know that no one would eye me suspiciously. I know that the local police that usually patrols my small village in Geneva, Switzerland, won't think I was trying to get away after robbing someone's house. I would jog freely without worrying, knowing full well that no one would ever stop me. No one would give me that look that unequivocally means, what are you doing here? After my run, I would go do some grocery shopping I'd be able to walk around the store freely. I know that there will be no security guard following me around the store, ready to pounce if they suspected I had shoplifted something. I'd get to the cash register, pay with my credit card. I wouldn't be asked to show my ID. My white privilege would tell the cashier that I am to be trusted. The cashier would ask me if I wanted to get the receipt. I wouldn't need it because I know the security guard wouldn't stop me on my way out of the store. After shopping, I would head to a restaurant for lunch. I know I'll get the table right by the window that I love. I know I won't have to negotiate to be seated there. My white privilege would do all that work for me. Later, I'll go on a walk in the park. I'll be able to walk around freely, enjoying the fresh air without a worry in the world. No one would clutch their bags closer to the chest when they see me. No one will stare at me as though I don't belong. I would enjoy every ounce of my privilege. Why should it be otherwise? I head to the beach for an evening swim. Again, I am at ease. No one is staring at me or asking me if I know how to swim. 
The older couple sitting next to me on the Pebblestone Beach even make light conversation with me, and I totally expect this. I'm entitled to people communicating me with me because this is what society has always given me. This is what I expect from society. I walk my dog later in the day, and here again, I decide whether I'll put my dog on a leash or not. I know that I should follow the rules and make sure my pet is tethered when we stroll through the park, but I don't really care. A few hours later, I'm in bed. I ponder for ponder my wonderful day of white privilege. It was indeed a beautiful day. The universe and society just kept on giving and I enjoyed every minute of it. I wake up the next day and I am back to being my usual unprivileged black self again. I repeat the same activities I did the day before just to feel the measure of difference between having white privilege and not having it. Wow! What a difference a day makes. It's utterly mind-boggling. My day as a black, un unprivileged woman is full of bad experiences, microaggressions, and considerable stress. I want to go back to that day of white privilege right away, but I can't. My life is that of an unprivileged black woman. I can't forget that. I can't hide from it. I cannot replace it. It is my reality. I think it would be interesting for white people to try to imagine life without privilege. I'm pretty much sure the experience would floor you completely. It's daunting, traumatic, and exhausting. And there are many of us black and brown people who have to live like this every single day of our lives. It's simply untenable, folks, and that's why this societal dynamic has to change. As human beings, we should all be on an equal footing in the world. Rebecca Stevens. Equal footing, or in the terms of the scriptures, justice, equity, that are proclaimed in Psalm 126 and Isaiah 61. Restored fortunes of those who are ignored, who have been marginalized, who are despised because of this or that, because of the color of their skin, who are unprivileged. Voices that I too often ignore. And yet, and yet, it is to these the Advent scriptures are speaking. To these folks, to these who are living in tears, to these who are pushed down by white privilege, by the laws, the policies, and the traditions that I'm a part of, black and brown bodies have less value in this world. Advent joy, on the other hand, is multicultured, multicolored, and multigender. Advent joy is multiculture, multicolored, multigender. In the Creator's world, in the one described in the scriptures, you can bet on black and brown resilience and courage. They are survivors. A second article that I want to read from comes from a fellow by the name of Tim Wise. He's a white man who's been writing and lecturing for many decades about white privilege. 
and white supremacy. And this was written on the day that, that uh, our nation voted, November 3rd, 2020. He writes, the future does not belong to white supremacy. What we're seeing is the ugly, audible death rattle of a particular America long past its expiration date. The death of white hegemony, white power, white privilege, white control. What is waiting to be born is a multicultural, pluralistic democracy that cannot be stopped. Be prepared, arm yourself with knowledge. The knowledge that every time white rage has reared its awful head, black and brown folks survived. The knowledge that they are still here reminding us of who we are, but also attempting to show us who we could be as a nation. What Justice Taney, Chief Justice in 1857, who said, all blacks should never be citizens, who ruled against Dred Scott. You may remember that from your history lessons in high school. He was a free man in the North, but when he moved to the South, he could no longer be free as ruled by the Supreme Court. What the Confederate Army and the Klan and the Black Coats and the Lynch Mob and the White Citizens Council and Bull Connor from Birmingham who opposed all civil rights and Sheriff Jim Clark from Alabama who used cattle prods to herd black people and George Wallace, the infamous governor of Alabama who said segregation now, segregation always. These could not be defeat, could, these could not defeat and will not be laid low by the likes of the Proud Boys. Those survived, those who survived, meaning Africans, the March to the Sea, the Middle Passage, which was the slave ships, the whip, families being torn apart and sold, the rope, the blowtorch, and more. They will not be laid low. Those who survived having half their country stolen, as the Mexican people were, and then expulsed from the United States in the 1930s, even those who were U.S. citizens, to open jobs for whites will not be deterred. Those who survived, meaning in Central America, the death squads that we backed in, our, in their countries in the 1980s will not be defeated. Those who survived campaigns of extermination, meaning Native Americans, and forced removal by men like Andrew Jackson won't be erased. My point is simple, Tim Wise says, but worth repeating. Those whom white supremacists seek to put in their place have faced tougher and worse than this. And look who's still standing. Look who is still here. Look who is standing in line for 10 hours, 14 hours in Georgia to vote. So remember, every time you are afraid, every time you find your faith in humanity flagging, and I will add, find no hope in Advent. Think of Ella Baker, a black woman 
who for five generations worked tirelessly for civil rights. Think of Fannie Lou Hamer, a black woman, a sharecropper at the start of her life, who worked tirelessly for the vote and women's rights, who rivaled Martin Luther King in her speaking ability and would not be invited to the White House because Lyndon Johnson feared her. Think of Amzie Moore, a black man, activist, and Unita Blackwell, a black woman, first mayor in Mississippi, first woman mayor, black woman mayor in Mississippi, and John Lewis, who gave us the phrase, make good trouble. Think of Bernard Lafayette, a civil rights, civil rights leader, and C.T. Vivian, a black minister and activist who just recently died. And regardless of what happens today, always, always bet on black and brown. To see Advent hope and joy bet on the Creator's world. As Isaiah 61 says, bet on justice being restored, on equity and redistribution and reparation. I, may, I will have to give up some things in order for others to have more. Bet on the Jubilee year, the year of Yah, when land is returned and debts are canceled. Bet on liberty to captives in cages and in prisons. Bet on the end of school-to-prison pipeline. Bet on those whose hearts and bodies are broken by centuries of oppressive action, who are now liberated. Bet on those who sow in tears, but yet reap bountiful harvest. But Advent doesn't occur in some magical moment. I won't just wake up some morning in God's intended world. Not without me, and not without you, acting. And so I have two recommendations as I end. One is to read. Read books by black and brown authors. Learn the untaught truths of history. Then study and talk together. Get together in book clubs on Zoom. Study chapter by chapter and talking about what it means for me and my life, what it means for justice and equity and restoration and redistribution. Some books that I recommend that I put on the reading list, An Indigenous People's History of the United States about Native Americans, Waking Up White, pretty self-explanatory, and We Were Eight Years in Power by Tennessee Coates. And regardless of what may happen, bet on black and brown peoples of God's world. Thank you. Amen. Jesus, Lord.
If you are new to the community of Bethany, welcome. We would love to get to know you and welcome you to the life of this vibrant community of faith. We are a community that prays for one another, that cares for our neighbors and the wider world. We love to ask questions and how and seek to live out the love of God in our daily lives. If you'd like to know more about the church and how to get involved, we invite you to email katie at bethanyprestacoma.com or message us on Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you on behalf of the season for all the many ways that you continue to give to the life of the community of faith. Your generosity during the COVID-19 quarantine has been remarkable, and we are so grateful for it enables us to continue the mission and outreach for the church. Thank you to those of you who already donate online or through direct deposit. One time or 
A recurring online gift can be made at bethanytacoma.org forward slash give. If you normally write checks, they can be mailed to the church. We simply ask that you take some time to consider what you feel called to give at this time. As we gather our hearts and minds in prayer, I invite you to write your prayer requests into the comments section during the song of prayer. What are your sorrows? What are your fears this week? What's giving you life? What is your joy?
Holy One, on this third Sunday of Advent, we find ourselves eager for the future to come. Christ our Lord comes into our earth and onto our earth again with power and authority masked with the humility of a child. As did the friends he called to walk in his footsteps, we pray for the wisdom and power to do the same. We pray to speak words and do deeds of power truly in your name with the humility to consider ourselves no higher than the neighbors, all those who cross our path. On this day, we lift these ideals as we lift all that is on our hearts in prayer. Although we are to exemplify the joy you have given us, we cannot deny the weights of sorrow and difficulty this world brings. For those grieving loss of loved ones, for our sense of loss of community as the global pandemic continues to rage, for the peace that eludes our leaders near and far as they struggle to find ways to peace. These are only the tip of our iceberg of prayers. We pray for the brokenness of our world and the brokenness within ourselves. We pray for our friends who suffer from ill health and the ill health of mind and heart around the world. Hear our pleas as we recognize our joys and our pains. Listen to our celebrations and our tears as we come bearing our souls to you, our gracious creator. O oh Lord, as we lift them up, hear our prayers and guide us to serve faithfully. Gracious God, let us not spend too much time in worship and study, thinking about rules, right behavior, and everything that is wrong with our world. Indeed, we are called to contemplate. However, holy God, there is much work to be done to free the captive, to right the wrongs of injustice. In your word, we find the encouragement to not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving present our request to you. It is then that your peace will guard our hearts and minds. May we ultimately let go of the focus on the negative so we can focus on the goodness of the world. During this third week of Advent, let us remember we are to live in the joy that is ours in Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray. He is the one coming very soon, the one we anticipate with joy. Let us join now in the words of prayer that Jesus taught us as one people. Our Father, Mother, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Bethany is an active community of faith, even in these difficult and different times. There are still groups meeting virtually, and there are always room for you to be involved. So we invite you to check out our weekly digital newsletter. This is posted on our Facebook page each week, but you can also sign up for our email list on our website or by contacting Katie in the church office. We will be offering a Christmas Eve service at 7 p.m. on Thursday, December 24th. This service will be broadcast the same as our Sundays on Facebook. We invite you to join us on Christmas Eve as we all share this special service in a brand new way. Bible studies are being held via Zoom Monday evening at 7 and Tuesday morning at 10.30. If you would like to join either of these groups, please again email the church office and Katie will get you on the mailing list. Also, <clears throat> we invite you to our Zoom coffee hour immediately following worship today. There is a link in the description of this video to get to the meeting. We hope you can pop in and say hi. We have waited, but soon we will wait no longer. The celebration of the birth of Christ is almost upon us. With the global pandemic, time with family and friends will take differing shapes this year. Still, those times will be sweet, and may you make new unforgettable memories. These are the moments when we see Christ. Do not miss him. Do not forget him. Welcome him into your homes and into your lives as you eat and drink and share the holidays with one another in whatever form it takes. As you leave this worship today, go in joy. Go in